fun for your homeschooler, check out NATSEE, the award-winning online math curriculum for ages 3 to 9. covers numbers, shapes, measurements, and more. Backed by scientific research and trusted by over 20 million users. Sign up for a free 30-day trial today at the link in the show notes. You went from being a psychologist to a homeschool mom, which actually is like, it's a good experience to have before becoming a homeschool mom. How about that? Or becoming a parent, period. <laughs> so what, what, really was your journey, what was your journey between the two? Welcome to the Homeschooler's Handbook, your go-to resource for all things homeschooling. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just beginning your journey, this podcast is designed with you in mind. I'm Jen, your host, veteran homeschool mom, and owner of Top Picks Homeschool Curriculum Fair. Whether you're seeking guidance on curriculum choices, looking for inspiration to rekindle that enthusiasm, or simply want to connect with a community that understands your challenges and joys, the Homeschooler's Handbook is for you. I'm glad you're here. Hey guys, welcome back to the Homeschoolers Handbook podcast. And I'm so excited about today's guest, uh, Melanie Wilson, who I know a lot of you are familiar with. She is a Christian psychologist who turned homeschool mom of six kiddos. She's also the author of the Grammar Galaxy Language Arts Curriculum, and she hosts the Homeschool Sanity Show. Thanks for being here. I am really excited to talk with you. I have been a fan of yours for a long time, but I don't think we've ever just sat down and chatted. So I don't, I'm I don't forward to it. And here we are the first of many, <laughs> um, right. uh, we want to talk today about how to get kids to love grammar, <laughs> the, the overarching question. Um, but let's, let's talk about, let's introduce you to people who may not be familiar, you went from being a psychologist to a homeschool mom, which actually is like, it's a good experience to have before becoming a homeschool mom. How about that? Or becoming a parent period. <laughs> so what, what, really was your journey, what was your journey between the two? Right. So my dream was to have 2.5 children and stay home with them part-time and work part-time, I thought that was going to be the most ideal thing ever. And then my first baby was in daycare part-time, but every time I took him, he got an ear infection and my pediatrician would say, it's because he's in daycare mm -hmm. and I would have to cancel all of my appointments and stay home. And by that time, I was also realizing how much I was missing by having him in daycare, you know, I saw the development happening right in front of me, you know, all the little signs of growth in him every day. And I had taught child development and I thought I'm missing it. You know, the, yeah. the daycare worker who was great, um, is getting to experience these things that I'm not. And so my first step toward becoming a homeschooling mom was I decided to stay home with my baby, which people thought was crazy. Um, I did continue practicing in the evenings until I had my second child. And then I thought, you know, this is just, it's just not mm -hmm. workable anymore. And I really felt 
called by God to homeschool, something that I had no interest in doing whatsoever. <laughs> and I, I had to really, yeah. I mean, I just really had to be talked into it. I just wasn't interested. I read a fantastic book by Christine Field on homeschooling. And I learned so much from that. And I was convinced that it was a great option. I still just didn't want to do it. Mm-hmm. And long story short, I, I just decided, okay, if God is calling me to homeschool and be a writer and speaker, which I knew he had called me to do, it was his responsibility to figure that out, how that was all going to work together. And so I thought I will try this with my preschooler and see how it goes. And it was a disaster, (laughs) a real disaster. Um, And that's a whole other story, but that's, but that's how I became a homeschooling mom. It was against my will, but I will fast forward to the end of the story and say that it has been the best decision, the single best decision after marrying my husband um, was to homeschool these children. The most fulfilling, joyous um, vocation that I could ever have. That's awesome. That is so awesome. So fast forward, you had six children. Yep. <laughs> did, they, did they love grammar? <laughs> No, they hated it. And it was a shock to me because I loved everything language arts from the time I was little. It wasn't, it was never hard for me. And I, I thought it was kind of silly, like some of the exercises that I had to do in public school, but I thought, okay, I mean, I liked it enough that I was just willing to, to do it. I just thought it was easy. It was fun. It was interesting. And my kids hated it to the point that one of my sons offered to pay me not to teach it. (laughs) He said, I will give you money if we don't have to do it. Um, And uh, so I was shocked and it, it started me on a quest to discover why do my kids hate Mm -hmm. this so much? Mm -hmm. So what, what did you discover? Why, why, Why do they hate it? Well, the first thing that I realized was that half, I took, I had a number of English workbooks, texts, curriculum. And when I grabbed a hold of the amount of content that was repeated from year to year, it was half. So half the book was being repeated, not just maybe like from second grade to third grade, but the same parts of speech were being taught from first grade all the way through 12th grade. And I thought, who, who wants to hear the same things being repeated over and over? And I realized it was a lot like listening to the safety talk on an airline. Mm -hmm. Like you hear it and you hear it and you hear it, but you don't know. don't know what to do right right you you couldn't repeat it back because you don't know you just block it out it's boring and I realized that's what my kids were doing and then the second thing that I realized was that it was being taught apart from the context of story instead of 
um, using story to even communicate and teach the concepts, it was these random sentences that didn't relate to kids at all. And mm. then we would just ask them to, you know, tell us what's wrong with the sentence, tell us what the parts of speech mm -hmm. are. And so it was no wonder that not only did my kid, kids hate it, but they weren't able to implement good grammar in their writing. They, um, it was nothing they could relate to. So it didn't, right. get, their, it didn't get their attention. Yeah. I, I understand that. What, um, how can, all right. What tips, I guess, do you have for parents to help their children enjoy? And I, I use that term loosely, but to, in, to enjoy <laughs> language arts, I mean, what kid, some kids enjoy sitting down and learning and doing, you know, doing, doing their schoolwork, but what tips do you have for parents to, to help facilitate that? Yeah. And I, I mean, even from the way that you're asking the question, it's, it's this idea that it's ludicrous to expect kids to actually enjoy grammar, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it is yeah. possible because I have heard from mm -hmm. many, many families who have used the tips that I'm going to give you. And they say grammar has gone from being their most hated subject to their favorite subject. So it really is possible to do this. And I think the, the first thing is that you want to make grammar fun. Mm -hmm. And there is a way to do that. Um, there are so many funny grammar memes that are appropriate for kids. There are a lot that are not. So you need to really evaluate that content. But you can use hilarious um, signs that you just see in your daily life or funny memes uh, where people have made a mistake in grammar. Mm -hmm. And um, that gives kids a dopamine hit, which I tell mm -hmm. parents is like activating the save button in their brain. It gets them to pay attention to it. The brain says, oh, this is interesting. This is important. I'm going to save this information. And it also teaches the why of grammar. A lot of times people and adults, kids and adults think that grammar is just, eh, you know, it's just somebody trying to be authoritarian mm -hmm. <laughs> with us, uh, with the English language. And there really is a purpose for grammar rules. There, there is a reason that we have them because it can create confusion without them. And so if you can do that in your homeschooling, like get rid of a grammar rule. An example that I can give you is stop using pronouns. What is a pronoun? If I were to ask my husband, Hey, what's a pronoun? He, well, he, in, in our culture today, he would know what it is, right. <laughs> but years ago, he would have no idea. Like, I don't know. What, what do you mean? Right. Uh, but get rid of all the pronouns and only speak using the full name for things. And then kids will remember, oh, oh, I know why we have pronouns now. It's to reduce this horrible repetition mm -hmm. um, in, in our language. And you can do that with any grammar rule that you, you would like. Um, one of my favorite funny things to share with kids is the inappropriate use of quotes. So uh, one of the meanings of quotes is that it means not really. It, it's like supposed or, you know, that kind of thing. And so uh, some people think, however, that quotations mean like bold, like they're really mm -hmm. emphasizing it. 
mm-hmm. which it doesn't mean it doesn't mean that. And so there is a photo online of a door that has the sign that says stairs on it, but it's in quotes. <laughs> so the hilarious thing about that is what's really behind that door? Yeah, maybe <laughs> it is, maybe stairs. it is. <laughs> <laughs> so you can have a lot of fun um, mm-hmm. with those kinds of things. So that would be my top recommendation. And then use sentences to learn grammar that your kids create and let that, let, let's join that with the previous tip, which mm-hmm. is let them write funny sentences mm-hmm. and then find the grammar errors or the parts of speech in those sentences. So you have a workbook that lists really dry, you know, unrelatable sentences. You don't have to use those, mm-hmm. but you can still practice whatever concept it is that you are using. And then, you know, read read books and use the sentences in the stories mm-hmm. to practice your grammar, mm-hmm. uh, to practice your spelling, uh, to learn new vocabulary. We don't have to only use curriculum in order to teach yep. good grammar. Yeah. Um, and, and it's really, it's something that you can encourage your kids to practice in real life. Um, my family and I were at a wedding. <laughs> this is kind of, it's a little bit embarrassing because I wouldn't want anyone to see my son doing this, but my son passed me the program that had a grammar <laughs> in it and he was pointing it out to me. Um, now you don't, you don't want Melanie to embarrass Wilson. anybody. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to embarrass anybody. And I actually teach that in the curriculum that yeah. I've developed that you don't, you don't want to do that. That's grammar is not the most important thing in life. That's relationships right. are. That's right. Um, but you can teach your kids to be on the lookout for spelling mm-hmm. errors, punctuation mm-hmm. errors, grammar errors, and it will really stick with them then. I love that. And I love the idea of having them come up with the sentences and come up with the stories because that just ignites the creative side of their brain that every child has. It just, it needs to be ignited, you know, in, in some right. more than others. So I love that. Um, and God bless your son. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good teacher, mama. Um, you have recently written a new curriculum for parents um, to make to make all this easy. So what tell tell us what what features does that offer? Right. So I actually wrote the first volume of it in 2016. Um, I recently created a new um, kind of a spin-off curriculum for high school students. But mm-hmm. the first one that I created that is for first graders who are reading all the way through eighth graders Mm -hmm. is called Grammar Galaxy. Mm -hmm. And instead of saying a noun is a person, place, or thing, find all the nouns in these unrelatable sentences. Mm -hmm. What I do is I have created stories about a fictional place called Grammar Galaxy, where there is a gremlin who tries to destroy the English language And he has arranged for all of the nouns to be abducted from planet suns. Well, the king of the galaxy managed to get all the nouns brought back home. But now his children, the guardians of Grammar Galaxy, have the job of getting all of those nouns back to the street where they live. And what streets do they live on? Person, place, or thing street. Mm 
Fabulous. And so students are fellow guardians of the galaxy because there's more work to be done to fix all the chaos that happens than the three royal English children can do on their own. And so mm -hmm. students learn, oh, nouns are person, places, or things. And then as we go on in more um, advanced grammar, they learn it could be ideas too. Right. But uh, this is what um, I do with the curriculum. I make the stories funny to give kids a dopamine hit. Mm -hmm. So for example, it doesn't just teach grammar. I should point out, it also teaches vocabulary. So um, there is a lesson on uh, synonyms and antonyms and they get all confused in the galaxy. And so people are saying the opposite of what they mean. And that has been a fan favorite story because of all the hilarious things that happen as a result of that. But it will teach kids the difference between synonyms and antonyms. And they'll never and then, forget. And they will never forget it. Yeah. And, um, and then one of the little, I like to give kids a non-seat work activity to mm -hmm. reinforce the concept. Um, because I, th I find that a lot of kids really dislike seat work. Yeah. Um, and we could talk about why that is. Uh, but uh, one of the activities for synonyms and antonyms was to at dinner, as long as your family knows what you're doing, <laughs> use antonyms to express um, mm -hmm. how you feel. So, so you might say, I really hate this pizza <laughs> and they'll know, oh, you, you love it. And right. I've heard that that has been a favorite activity also. And kids have then a mission in their mission manual, it's not a standard workbook where they feel like they're a part of the story and the missions are short because we know that that keeps kids motivated, mm -hmm. not long lessons. Um, during COVID, I had a lot of brand new homeschoolers basically tell me these lessons are not long enough. They wanted their kids sitting at a table for mm. a good long period of time. And I understand that, but it's not going to motivate uh, right. kids to really love grammar. Right. <laughs> it right. really won't. Right. But or that's, learning, but that's learning how it period. works. That's good. That, and it sounds right. like learning it, period. It, um, it hits all the different learning styles as well. Cause you've got the, it does. the seat work as well as the, um, mm -hmm. auditory and then let's get moving. So that's fabulous. That's yes, fabulous. for sure. What other, I know you have a, a ton, but can you tell us like what other um, materials or resources that you have for yeah. reluctant learners? Yeah. So I mentioned that I have high school, that grammar curriculum and that curriculum only teaches grammar. Mm -hmm. And the reason is because I had um, homeschoolers asking me over and over, can you please create a high school grammar curriculum? High school homeschoolers um, tend to have writing curriculum. They tend to have literature curriculum, but there aren't as many options for grammar. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. I created a story-based type of curriculum where um, the idea is that um, there is a new program that has been developed using human autocorrectors who will get to know you and what you mean and will change and correct your grammar in real time. So it's like science fiction, right? But the the reason that 
we need the fast grammar program is because autocorrect has failed <laughs> and yeah. everyone agrees it's yeah. it's a failure because it doesn't know you it doesn't know what you're trying to do it doesn't yeah. know that you have um someone in your life with uh, a name that could be a common object for example right, right. Too. um so so kids get to know a fellow high school student who is enrolled in the program and there are all kinds of funny things that happen to these high school students and they get to correct their papers, their text messages, their emails. And um, I think it's just a much more enjoyable and practical way for mm -hmm. high school students to learn grammar and get up to speed. If they haven't really learned their grammar to this point, don't despair because they can learn it very, very quickly because mm -hmm. they're developmentally ready to learn the abstract concept of grammar. That's, that's fabulous. Pra practical is the key word there. That's, yes. that's fabulous. Oh my gosh, Melanie, thank you. So <laughs> you do have an offer for our listeners for um, your curriculum. I do. Yes, you can purchase um, any of uh, either of those um, mm -hmm. product lines, I would say, um, using, I think I gave you the code handbook, handbook. Did, did I yep. not? Yes. Handbook. And that will take 15% off of your order, whether you are purchasing print or PDF versions of the curriculum. That's very generous. Very generous. That'll be in the show notes, guys. Um, I know there are going to be people who have a want to learn more about you more about this program have questions for you where's the best way for where where's the best place for them to connect okay so if you want to learn just about the curriculum if you go to fun to learn books.com you will find all kinds of resources you can find free samples which i highly recommend that you download you can try a complete lesson of any of the curriculum uh, for free and you can find um, placement helps and mm -hmm. that kind of thing. But if you're interested in hearing more from me, I don't just talk about grammar, although I love it. Um, <laughs> I also talk about, <laughs> I do, I, I just love it. Um, but if you want um, help with parenting, if you want mm -hmm. help with um, your time management and just making the homeschool lifestyle work for you and your family, my podcast is homeschoolsanity.com. And I would love to have you join me over there. That's fabulous. Yes. Uh, let me reiterate. She is a wealth of knowledge and um, you're such, such an example in, in this community. And I appreciate all that you do. I will have all of those links in the show notes, guys. And until next time, Melanie, thank you again for joining us. This has been a pleasure. It was my pleasure. <laughs>